Hey dudes and dudettes, this episode is brought to you by, once again, Frank and... <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Oak.com, e-commerce, website, business that sells chill men's clothes. You made it sound super chill right now. <laughs> Nothing is chiller than saying e-commerce. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you get 10% off of all their clothes if you use our code, which is if I were you 10. So go to their website, which is uh, if frankenoak.com slash if I were you, and then input the code if you like anything you see. That's right. They got shirts. They got cool pants. They got cool ties. Basically, if you're a dude who doesn't know how to dress himself, like me, or uh, to some extent, Jake. Bullshite. I know what I'm doing. Just tell your most stylish friend to check out your uh, Frank and Oak shopping cart and just do whatever the hell he says. And when you do, use our coupon code for 10% off. Once again, that's if I were you, 10. Enjoy the show. Jake and Amir in front of a mic, giving out the life advice, so yeah. If I were you, said if you're afraid that you will fail, them a quick email, oh yeah. If I were you, say, ooh, 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 ooh. If I were you, say, ooh, 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 ooh. If I were you, Jazzy. Come on, that was dope. <laughs> that was by Aaron Tian, who wanted us to also give a shout out to his group, the Swag Puffs. Oh my god, the Swag Puffs. Even <laughs> if I didn't hear that song and like it, I would go see them. <laughs> In concert. Uh, oh, this yeah. is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by us. I'm Amir. And I'm Jake. And I think... This is our last episode. Wow, you sprung that on me at the same time <laughs> as you're springing it on the audience. Sorry, I mean latest episode. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have said last. Yeah, um, you definitely you misspoke in a very just, bad way. Yeah, I guess this is just the most recent episode, I should right. say. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, things are going great. <laughs> no one asked you how you were. <laughs> God, I don't know. Feel, I'm you bragger. <laughs> you shitty bragger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Uh, everything with me is amazing, actually. Uh, I got a, I got a pretty, got a pretty good paycheck the other day. And I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, and I'm feeling right about it. Yeah, I, uh, I am at the apex of my life, so. <laughs> I'm happy you're all uh, catching me right now in this glorious moment that I'm having. You're looking up at me because honestly, <laughs> I'm on top of the freaking world. You asshole. 
<laughs> um, we are still sort of reeling for what happened earlier today. We usually don't even talk about what, what happened to our lives, but this is... A we want to get a little personal. <laughs> you want to talk about it while I find my computer charger? Yeah, that sounds great. So we were at, uh, we were riding today from my apartment, and uh, there was a bunch of, uh, I guess you could call them New York City youths out on the street... Uh, just making a general ruckus, <laughs> being very disruptive. Just having fun and being loud. Very, very loud. But like you said, they were, they were being so loud that it was almost like they were trying to be as loud as they could possibly be. Yeah, they were, scre- they were scream talking <laughs> to each other, just having an amazing time but being ex- incredibly loud about it. How um, old do you think they were? I guess like maybe 14 to 16 <laughs> tops. And they were like skateboarding down our street and... Uh, Cars were honking at them. They were being, I mean, they were not, they were being dicks. They were street losing. And uh, so I filled up a glass with water. <laughs> well, first you wanted to water balloon them. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't have any water balloons. So I, so I filled a glass with water. We opened my window and then I just hurled, uh, I, I shot the water out at them and uh, we didn't really hear anything. And then we were trying to decide if it had gotten to them. So I peeked out, and two of them were just staring right at me. Because you were looking down at the the close part of the sidewalk. But they were just across the street staring right at you, looking not at them. Oh, my God. And then uh, and then both of us just hid. <laughs> we, we cowered. We literally cowered like cowards. For two hours. Then we finally left my apartment just... Just thinking that we were going to get our asses kicked by a bunch of 14-year-olds. And they would have. Yeah, they definitely would have hurt us. <laughs> and they, w- <laughs> they were, even though they were 14, there was enough of them, three, to just beat the shit yeah, out of us. and they had skateboards, like just a truck across the jaw, dude. It was fun to feel exhilarated like that again, even yeah. though we were acting incredibly less mature than they were. <laughs> They're at least having fun. We're just <laughs> from your apartment throwing water at them behind a wall. <laughs> My heart was racing, though. <laughs> and, we, oh, my God, the best is just like, I'm, like, breathing heavily behind the wall. I'm like, do I look out the window? Do I look out the window? I finally did, and this dude was like, I see you. I'm like, nah. No. He got me. They could have just waited for us. I looked at you, and I'm like, well, we're not leaving your apartment. We cannot record a podcast today because I'm not leaving here probably for the next week until these kids have to go home for dinner. <laughs> I can afford my own food. How's that, losers? <laughs> <laughs> they hit me in the face. <laughs> I'm the loser. We're scared of you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is a public apology to those kids. Please yeah. don't beat us up if you see us in the street. They don't listen to this show. They're way too cool for that. It's true. Um, all right. So let's get started. Enough. Enough having fun. Let's answer some questions. This is podcast an, isn't about fun. Yeah, it's about uh, you know, if people are in a sticky, bad, weird, difficult situation, they'll email us. That email is if I were you show at gmail.com. Keep the submissions coming. They'll email us, and we will do our best to answer the most answerable questions. Wow, first one comes from John. Uh, two 30-year-old losers <laughs> dumped a bunch of water on me and my friends. What? I need their address so I can kick the shit out of them. <laughs> they know our address. They knew where it was coming from. Um Oh, and you can also listen to the show at ifiwereyoushow.com or seizethecheese.com. I can't believe that's real. <laughs> yes, if you go to seizethecheese.com, you can check out our podcast. We should start uh, – we have the Frank and Oak sponsor. We should 
that should be part of a deal. Like, every, Seize the Cheese will just forward to Frank and Oak. Oh, so like every time we want a sponsor, we're like, all right, so we're going to mention you guys at the top of every episode. We will tweet about you. Uh, SeizeTheCheese.com will redirect for it's a week. yours. <laughs> you will loan this amazing custom URL. And yeah, <laughs> what do you say? They put us in a headlock. Oh, um, they're the teenagers. All right, let's get started. First question is from... We'll call him. These are fake names, but real problems. We'll call him Jack. Jack. Jack writes, Hey, guys. Hopefully you've heard of the app Tinder. It's really entertaining to just judge people based on their picture. It's popular at colleges. Once I'm matched with someone, I never really know what to say. Suggest something funny. Thanks, Jack. So just a quick refresher for those who don't know what Tinder is. Tinder is your new favorite app. Yeah, if you're single and uh, you want to meet people, then... uh. I would get Tinder right now. I like <laughs> stop listening to our podcast. I won't be offended. Well, they can listen and download it nope, at the same time. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope. pause it. You need to focus cuz like if you don't curate your profile, you ain't getting matched, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to get matched. So what is it? You you download this app and then what? You judge people? Uh yeah, so well, all right. So Tinder is an app that pulls like your Facebook profile picture. Uh-huh. And uh and then you're swiping right and left, like left if you think someone's, you know, not attractive, not your type, right if you think they're cute. And the cool thing is if you if you think someone's <laughs> cute and they've also thought you were cute, like yeah. it, it's a match. Right. And then it puts you in touch with them. It's like you can message this girl now. So you can judge people and then also the people that you deem attractive that also deem you attractive, you can strike up a text conversation. Yes. It, now it sounds like this this episode is sponsored by Tinder, which is <laughs> definitely not – but it could be. Though, yeah, if, any, if anybody works at Tinder and you're listening, uh, I'm a gigantic fan of your, of your app, and I'd love, love to advertise it uh, for free. So what do you do? Actually, for not for free, no money. I just want to see everybody who's ever right-swiped me. <laughs> I, just want, I just want access to your database, That Tinder. information does exist, probably, Definitely. Right? It's got to. <laughs> that should be like a Tinder uh, pro account. Yeah, the Tinder hack. You can see anybody who's ever right swiped you, but you also have to look at everybody who's ever left swiped you. It gives you a percentage. No. <laughs> and it puts that percentage on your profile. It really picture. should. Like a Tinder pro feature, you pay $10 and you just get to like you get to like access all that weird information. How much would you pay to know, uh, to see a list of every girl that's- $25,000. Oh my God. Jesus. Yeah. That's okay. You, can you do that? You can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can borderline bribe someone there for probably a fifth of that. So, oh, the question is. Okay, you get matched with someone. It's pretty exciting. Definitely. Do you instigate it? Do you do the first message? Uh, yeah, I, well, I guess always if I want to talk to the girl. Sometimes, like, I'll get matched and then I realize the person's not entirely my type. Right. So I don't match. Or Wait, so I don't message them. All you know about her is the photo. You swiped her to the right, which means you're attractive. Well, you, you didn't look swipe at four her to the or left. five photos of people. So like you know, you know a little bit. Like right. for in my profile, I have like it's me doing some things that I like. So if someone looks at my profile, they'll be like, "Oh, this guy likes uh, traveling. He likes uh, dancing. Uh-huh. He likes looking sexy at a camera." But so let's say after you match and you look at a photo of a girl, what what would make you change your mind? Uh, well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you're swiping too loosely. You're like, yeah, yeah this girl's, you this know, girl's, attractive. Oh, yeah. it's, and then she's not ugly. Right. So you're like, well, God, I sound like such an asshole. Already. <laughs> That's what everybody who uses Tinder is. Right. We're all shallow, shallow assholes, which is the first thing you can bond over. You should, you should just <laughs> message her and be like, Hey, you're, you're shallow like me. <laughs> Clearly we're just judging people. We don't know anything about each other, but we do know one commonality. We're both shallow, <laughs> small, shitty people. <laughs> Would you like to kiss my mouth? 
for my advice is, uh, I mean, I I can just look at all of the last messages that I've sent to people on Tinder, and it's right. always just like, hey, whatever their name is, that's it. Like, well, what would you say is bad advice? You're like, this is a big no-no. Either something that a girl has done to you or something that you've seen a guy message to a girl that you're like, well, that's bad. You just lost him or her. I think you could message almost anything at first like because if it's weird it'll be they'll think it's a joke and if it's just like hey it's just totally innocuous i think the 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 one no-no is like messaging them they don't respond which i mean it doesn't always happen like sometimes they're not interested and then like messaging again or like three times so what's your what's your mental limit you're like okay if i text this person or i i message her once twice when do you say okay never again if you if one res- one tweet or sorry one message says yeah so if I'm like hey Jane and she doesn't respond you're done forever yeah even if she's like you consider her your soulmate I will how could I I consider her attractive <laughs> so okay so hey Jane let's say she does respond and you go hey what's up and then no she response respond to that do you ever respond to double response after the first response you do two responses in that instance so hey Jane she says hey then you say what's up she doesn't respond then you respond fuck you. <laughs> We're done. And then two minutes later, interested? I know you are. Please meet me at... How do you like what you can't have? <laughs> this is why Seinfeld needs to re-exist now, because I can see Jerry be like, you never double message. You yeah. double message the single message. God, Tinder, there's such, there's Tinder etiquette, which is, it's kind of cool, because like Tinder is so new, and like that kind of like, I mean, online dating is new, and now like dating apps are super new. It's like the Wild West. Like, how do I act on Tinder? How do I meet people? I have no idea. Right. Remember, like when I first got it, I had like... I had no clue. I matched with someone. And I was like, hi, I guess. <laughs> but I think you just treat it like you're going up to somebody at a bar. Like if I went up to a girl at, at a bar, I was like, hey, Jane, and she didn't say anything, I guess I'd walk away. <laughs> yeah, but Tinder but, allows you to be so much more brave than you would at a bar. Yeah, but I also like it's so weird to like ask her like a, a quirky, silly question like, hey, do you like bananas or grapes? Hey. Right. But don't, didn't I you don't say know. – <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, loser. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm too busy judging other guys already. I mean, you've already got the best validation in the world, which is like, this girl just said you were cute. Right. So you don't want to ruin it with being a weirdo. Just say hi. That's all you need to do. Is that what percentage of the thrill? I always try to like quantify stuff. Okay. The ultimate That's goal. why you'll never succeed on Tinder. <laughs> Would you say the ultimate goal is sleeping with a girl that or you matched with? The ultimate goal. I mean, the ultimate goal is you know, okay. Let's say the ultimate goal is to create a meaningful, long relationship. Yeah, the ultimate you're... goal is me living in a farmhouse with my <laughs> with my wife. We our children don't buy diapers. Okay, we're we're using cloth diapers. We wash them by hand. That's cool. That's right, right. We so have back chickens. <laughs> no, I won't backtrack. I will let's, not. Let's we say... have chickens. They lay an egg every day. We cook ourselves egg sandwiches in the morning. How's that? We got a little record player. We're playing some Simon and Garfunkel. Who wants to live with me? And that's what people are going to tell from your profile picture. Okay, so let's say to say uh, unmatching or just seeing a girl is step one. Right. You're at zero percent. I genuinely feel like we could talk about this for the next half hour. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sleeping with that person, whether it's a girl or a guy, is 100%. What percent of the thrill is matching? Are you like only 5% of the way there? Or is like matching like, oh, that's half the battle. I'm already matched. When you match, I think that's like – well, I – I don't know if it's like a 5%, 5% thing like that builds up to 100%, which is like sleeping together. It's like each thing is its own thing. So, so like matching is 100% exciting. Like when I look at my phone, it's like you've matched. I'm like, fuck yeah. And then like <laughs> – and then you look at the – and so that's like 100% excitement. Then it's like, all right, next level of the game is like am I actually attracted to her? You're swiping through her pictures. You're like, fuck yeah, I am. Like that's really exciting. Then like that message is like, oh, I hope she messages me back. And then she does. 
Fuck yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> the hardest thing is going from from messaging to meeting. Because once you like meet, going from like meeting to hooking up is like right. not going to be that hard. Because like once you're like in front of a person that you've like already built up in your mind as being attractive and cool and your potential soulmate, it's just like it's it's the meeting up that's tough. Like, that's the hardest. Hey, step. I'm a stranger that that is so shallow that I just I literally just swiped you. <laughs> uh, will you will you meet me and and let me uh, prove to you that I'm a good person retroactively? All right. So if you have one bit of takeaway advice, somebody gets matched with you on Tinder. What do you say? They just said you were attractive, so my advice is to just say hi. That's it. So just say hi, not even the person's name. Maybe the person's name is kind of friendly. See, this is what they need to know. <laughs> I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, hi in the person's name. That's the that's the takeaway bit. Um, let's move on to the next question. We spent, wow, four and a half hours on that. <laughs> I, you, I could have spent way, way more. <laughs> we should do an all Tinder episode. I would, I would love that. I'm actually going to start a separate Tinder podcast. <laughs> all right, next question. This one comes from Claire. Usually you repeat the name. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Claire. Oh, ooh, Claire. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. That's nice. All right, <laughs> All right cool. he's back. <laughs> I never left. Hey, guys. Your show is awesome, and I love listening to you guys every week. I shouldn't have said that. That just seems self-like. Yeah, you jerk. Oops. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, actually, that's all she said. <laughs> that's all she wrote, actually. Um, so, okay. She continues. So, I just finished college. Woo! But I was also just diagnosed with cancer. Boo. People keep asking me what I'm up to now, and I feel like I should tell them about the cancer, but I don't want to immediately ruin the conversation. How should I bring it up without making everyone incredibly uncomfortable? I don't want people to feel bad for me, but I also feel pretty obligated to let people know. What is a fun, interesting way to introduce the disease into the conversation? Thanks, Claire. So... Pretty pretty serious shit. Heavy stuff. Let's just skip it. <laughs> yeah. You read it in such a such a, a jolly voice. <laughs> no, uh when I read this question I instantly came to mind a good friend of mine, Ethan, who worked with us before he helped write the college humor book and he now works for Mental Floss and Ethan was diagnosed with cancer how long ago? Uh, about nine hilarious months ago. <laughs> nine hilarious months ago. And I said, what better person to answer this question about how to e- broach the fact that you have cancer than to bring Ethan on the show and talk about how he did it. So, but, Ethan, what did you do? Uh, well, I have bad news for you, Claire. It's going to be awkward if you bring it up in conversation. And if you bring it up in a fun, quirky way... <laughs> People will think that you're also crazy in addition to having cancer. So I would maybe dial it back on that front. Uh, This is one of those things that email is great for. Uh, Anything that you wouldn't do to break up with someone because it feels too cowardly is a great way to tell them that you have cancer. (laughs) Text cancer frowny face. All you need. They'll pick up the subtext. Uh, Hashtag cancer. So don't tweet about it. Don't Tinder message about it. So I think you told me over an email. Yeah, because... Was was there like a mass email or did you like email individual people? No, I kind of made a conscious decision, which I think you have to do to only tell the people who need to know because it's hard enough already having the cancer. You don't want for the cancer to become the only interesting thing about you. So you kind of don't want to brand yourself as the person with cancer. Claire, maybe you do. I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) There's no money in that. But 
But uh, I kind of made the decision that I would tell the people that I was close with on my team at work, and I would tell my close friends and sort of people who are acquaintances who ask what you're up to, you can just lie, because when someone asks what you're up to, they generally don't really want to know literally everything you're up to. So <laughs> right. chemotherapy <laughs> yeah, chemotherapy can be left off the list. Um, <laughs> people you see every day or hang out with, they're probably going to notice that something's wrong, so you should tell them that like you are losing lots of weight for a reason. Um, but I would go with the email, the text. Yeah, and I, well, if you said if you send that email to like people you're really close with, like it probably the people that see you every day will eventually like hear it from them because that's kind of like news people just sort of tell other people too. Yeah, you really can let your friends sort of be the disbursement instrument there because uh, that's what friends are for. Yeah, it takes a lot takes the pressure off you. And also. It is really awkward to tell someone, but it's almost more awkward to be told in person. Like, oh, I've got cancer. There's no good way to react to that. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't have known if I just been like, hey, uh, so thanks for coming out to dinner with me. Bit of a tumor <laughs> issue here. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so don't put people on the spot like that, because then they'll feel like they got to say something meaningful or helpful, but unless they're an oncologist or a priest, that's really not going to be either, so... Uh, I would I would skip the conversation thing entirely. Straight up over email. Did you tell anyone personally? Uh, my girlfriend was actually on vacation when I found out with her college friends. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I thought so weird. She's like coming back, like, oh my god, vacation was crazy. Look at all these pictures. You're just like waiting to drop the bomb. Well, she brought me an awesome gift. It was a pen from the Jacksonville airport. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. So I'm sure she still feels guilty about that. Uh, but uh, no, I waited because what are you gonna do? Call someone on vacation? Be like, look, I need for you to leave the bar on the beach. Uh, that's noble as fuck, though, because I bet if I got cancer, I'd be calling all of my friends. And be like, hey, leave the bar on the beach <laughs> you if i had a girlfriend i'd be like you better come home right now drop everything you're doing drop the pen she dropped out of medical school was the problem nope. so she wasn't going to be any help <laughs> go back in uh, but how did it end up for you just a, a little bit of context i guess this oh. was nine months ago that you were diagnosed well he's dead yeah, yeah. Um, the end and moving on <laughs> so it was really nice of you to come to the hospital to uh, record this a uh, little self-serving but i appreciate it <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, it, it went well, like you said, like my friends who I told then sort of, you know, spread the news around to other acquaintances where I didn't have to have a series of very awkward interactions with people. You're dealing with enough. Yeah. And that's really, you got to do sort of your own thing and don't worry about being selfish. No one is going to hold it against you that you didn't have the conversation <laughs> with them. Like anyone who gets mad that you right. didn't <laughs> personally tell them is a crazy person. I so. want to tell Ethan off, but he's getting chemo right now. <laughs> The sessions are so long, but I'll wait. I think I'll send him an angry text. I'll see it when he gets out. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good. And then people are really supportive. But, uh, I mean, it is hard when you tell people because like, the natural inclination is to try to say something helpful. And right. really, not a whole lot is going to be helpful, but people are nice. So they want to say something comforting. And you just sort of put them in an awkward spot if you just tell them point blank. What's so. the best and worst ways to respond to that email? Uh, LOL. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> or actually just an audio file of you laughing out loud would be the worst way. But no, I mean, everyone comes back and says something very supportive and right. that they'll, you know, if they can help you in any way, pretty much. So it's tough because cancer is so many things and it's so different for so many people. Like I know people who have very serious forms of cancer and you don't know how to react. Like, is this like a, 
a small issue? Is it a big issue? Is it an in-between issue? Yeah, and I, that's a big part of when you do tell people that you kind of want to contextualize it like that right. so they'll know that... Because really, you hear someone has cancer and you assume they're going to die. Right. Uh, so a lot of... I felt like a lot of my emails to people was like, all right, so this thing is going on and then trying to back it up and be like, but it's going to be fine. It's, it's not going to be fun for a while. There's going to be a lot of surgery and chemotherapy and stuff like that. But uh, once you get through that part of it, it's it's not so bad. <laughs> you are very much a, a trooper throughout this entire thing. Like, I barely even... Yeah, I would hate to come on our podcast. <laughs> an absolute trooper. It was slightly worse than chemo. Oh, but... my God. That's, the, that's your iTunes review? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping you guys to three stars. <laughs> no! Uh, yeah, do you want to plug anything since you're on the show? You know... Tens of 15 people might listen to this. If you want to, you know, talk about Mental Floss, maybe? Uh, yes. I'm an editor at Mental Floss Magazine. You should buy the magazine. It's very funny and a lot of fun. And, uh, and it's strongly anti-cancer, Claire. That <laughs> <laughs> has an anti-cancer slant. So if you can get over that, it's a really good magazine. I even have stuff in there sometimes. Oh, yeah. Amir has a, has a column in every issue now where he talks about uh, the history of an object. That's it's right. It's fun. <laughs> What's more fun than objects? A history of an object? Yeah. So the first one was oysters. The history of oysters. Yeah. yeah we just did the history of avocados. <laughs> They're not always I'm surprised that wasn't your first one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is the only thing I talk about. Um, so, Ethan, will you stick around? We have uh, one or two more questions to get to. Okay. Yes. All It'll right. All right, we, we tricked him into being here. <laughs> the door's locked now. <laughs> this is all a long con, starting with the cancer and ending now. Jesus. Um, all right, this one is from, who haven't I said yet? Charlie? Charlie, that's okay. a good one. Charlie. Hey, Amir and Jake. The name is Alex. And Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. How did he know? Hey, Jake and Amir and Ethan. The name is Alex. Please don't differ from it. Uh, for my art class, I'm trying to produce the image that the youth of today has lost innocence. So to do that, I'm producing a skateboard with Velma from Scooby-Doo with her tatas about to be revealed. My teacher says if I create it, I won't be in the school exhibition, and I could possibly get in a whole lot of trouble with my Catholic school. The message is so strong, and I'm so compelled to, uh, to do this, because although it does break the boundaries, maybe that's what some people need to fucking understand how shit our generation has become. What should I do? I love this so much. <laughs> like, I have a message, okay? It's Velma with her ta- He said tatas. <laughs> you can't say tatas and have this an artistic is about, message. This is about art, okay? It's Velma's tatas. Is Velma the one in the turtleneck? Yeah, I hope the teacher's real uh, problem with it was that it wasn't Daphne. (laughs) Then it would be totally acceptable. Velma's the beat one? Yeah. (laughs) Yo, trust me, I'm swiping her left on Tinder. If I see Velma... You know, I kind of look like Velma. Daphne's hashtag dope, but (laughs) Velma's hashtag nope. So you're swiping Daphne to the right, Velma to the left. But what if it's Velma with her tatas about to be revealed? Well, shit, is it on a skateboard? (laughs) Uh, this guy's oh, clearly he's clearly a punk asshole and he's like I'm trying to be an artist yeah so I'm pushing the boundaries how shit our generation has become how shit the ge- you are the shit part of the generation <laughs> sir what do you think he's a 14 you're trying to show a bunch of nuns at a catholic school Velma's tatas I say go for it I say take it well yeah I want to see I want to see the skateboard I want to see the tata fuck that dude I want to see him out <laughs> Forget on a skateboard, almost revealing her tatas. I want her on a wakeboard, topless. <laughs> 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 
have a scrappy blowing Scooby <laughs> on a longboard. I have a surfboard where Shaggy's just doing the goatsy pose. <laughs> you think you think our generation's gone to shit? I think they've gone to one level beyond shit. <laughs> Here's I don't even know another person. There's a on mural Scooby. of everybody in the human centipede. The entire <laughs> Scooby Doo cast. <laughs> Shaggy's just eating out Scrappy Doo's asshole. But yo, the world needs to see this, okay? You don't understand. Society's gone to shit, and the world needs to know. I don't care if I get suspended from school. Sister Gallagher. It is a Catholic school. He's, he's got to get this shit in the exhibition. That's like, people need to see it. Yeah, the, you have to make this and save it, and then when you're like 25, try to explain why it was so important to your friends. <laughs> You don't get it, man. Ten years ago, our generation was beyond shit. It was Daphne, or it was Velma with her tatas already. If he makes this, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. (laughs) For real. I think I would buy this art. All right, Alex. You're an artist. Stick to your guns. You you do you. I mean, yeah, pushing the boundary. That's what art is. It's no do you. That's what's up right now. No do you. (laughs) You know who else pushed the boundaries? Jackson Pollock. And his shit is in museums everywhere. <laughs> That's right. That's you, man. Oh, have you ever seen that Jackson Pollock where um, Lisa Simpson is blowing Bart? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that have. was the one that really pushed the boundaries. That was really cool. <laughs> Didn't Jackson Pollock paint uh, Calvin pissing on Hobbes? <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> Calvin pissing on his own, <laughs> his own imaginary friend. Um, yeah. You do you. If we, if I were you, I would do it. That's a great story too. Later in life, you get in trouble. You tell. Yeah, people, I mean, like if you get suspended from high school right now, it's probably not that big of a deal. Like, or if you even did he say suspended or just in trouble at school? Uh, I mean, I'm sure he would get I'm, somewhat suspended. I'm dead serious, dude. This shit's important. Velma's tattoos <laughs> need to be seen. How did Velma become the symbol of our generation? <laughs> Especially for the kid who's in high school. I mean, it's not your generation. That's like 1973. Who's the who's the Velma equivalent now? I guess we wouldn't know because we're too old. Who is the Velma equivalent now? What's a cartoon that's popular? Family Guy? Meg? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, tits? Meg does kind of look like Velma. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Meg's tits. <laughs> that's our suggestion. Make it Meg's tits. I like tits. him getting suspended and saying, I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those crappy nuns. <laughs> those shifty, shifty nuns. What is it? That's what they say at the end of Scooby-Doo, right? I would have gotten away with meddling kids or something. Oh, like every single villain says that at the end of Scooby Doo. Oh fuck! I should clarify that um, we, a lot of people wrote in after the last episode that um, suffering succotash was actually said indeed by Daffy. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. everybody, thank Nobody, you for the tweets, yeah. the emails. I got a hundred percent confirmation <laughs> that Daffy said suffering succotash. Yeah, he said it to that little. What was that little yellow bird? The little bird. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the the little yellow Tweety bird. Yeah. Tweety was always like, that's all, folks. And uh, <laughs> we're hardcore Looney Tunes fans. Oh, this is another funny thing that came out of the last episode. The uh, the we were talking about the girl who gave the guy a hand job. Right, the married guy a hand job. And we were, did you hear about yes, this? Yes, I right. did. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, so we got confirmation. This is real confirmation. I know it was Sylvester. Everybody, stop fucking harassing me. Some okay? guy just stopped writing a very scary. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was wrong. Uh, though on Wikipedia it said that Daffy said it six times, like even though Sylvester, it's Sylvester, oh, made it popular. Anyway, so the hand job was on a bus. What? <laughs> <laughs> Amir is pointing at me like I shouldn't have said it. 
<laughs> no, no, I was waiting for a reaction, but I forgot we weren't doing this live. The hand, <laughs> the hand job that we assumed happened on a bus did happen on a bus. And why did you think it happened on a bus? Oh, because a bus is like the only thing, the only place that only a hand job can happen. Like if it were anywhere else, God, she would have at least kissed him or something, right? <laughs> Just a hand job under a, under a jacket on a bus, which I believe happened to me on a field trip to Washington, D.C. in eighth grade. Wow, you got a hand wow. job in eighth grade? Yeah, by actually my teacher who was married. So, like, Jesus. I think <laughs> that's very, we should have talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's just squeeze in one more question. We're having fun here. And we're only at the 42-minute mark, right? <laughs> all right, one last question, just so you guys get your money's worth. Zero dollars. Um, this question comes from another dude. Got a name for him? Uh, Locke. Locke. Locke says, I've been forced to quit my 60-hour-a-week job because I wouldn't have passed the drug test they told me I had to take because a customer said I looked, quote, mentally ill, whatever that means. Anyway, I live with my parents, and I haven't told them. I just leave and go to the strip club or hang out with friends until they look until they think I would be off work. My question is, how can I let my parents know I don't work them anymore work there anymore without revealing I did too many drugs? Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> Literally say sent from my yeah. iPhone. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not a droid. <laughs> drug drug people love droids. Sent from my droid. I can't like the customer said I looked mentally ill, whatever that means. It actually means that you look mentally ill. It, lo- it, lo- it means that you look like you don't have your mind right. It looks like that your mind is so crooked that instead of telling your parents you don't have a job, you go to a right. strip club for, let's see, 60 hours a week divided by five. That's a 12-hour workday that you're faking. Wow. So strip club for 12 hours. So I think that's what she means by mentally ill. I mean, I think you look mentally ill, and I don't even know what you look like. Just judging by this email, Send you're a clearly of yourself, a sociopath or something. So how, how does he let his parents know that he doesn't work there anymore without revealing he did too many drugs? Well, here's, I would like to introduce a new, uh, a new segment of our show, which is where we give advice, not that you've asked for, but advice that you need. <laughs> so you're asking, sure, like how to tell your parents that you lost your job without telling them that you did a lot of drugs. But I guess my advice is to stop doing so many drugs. Right. And don't go to the strip club so much. I could go either way on the strip club. <laughs> Really, though, it's that having a job is not like being in school. Your parents aren't going to get a report card that says why you were fired. You can make up literally any reason you can imagine and tell your parents that, and they either believe it or they don't. <laughs> That's true. There's, like, thousands of reasons people would get fired. Right. You can – I mean, no. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to give them lies. <laughs> You're so you're so drugged up that you can't even come up with a lie about why you lost your job. Like in this economy, you could just say that they're downsizing. You could do literally anything you want. And you could say you're, they, you were overqualified, but you can't come up with these lies because your your mind is so fogged and cloudy with strippers like dangling vaginas and bong resin. Like, make a change, man. <laughs> Do tell your parents it's drugs. So tell your parents get some fucking help. This is the first step of the the rest of your life. Um, yeah, it is funny that he can't even come up with an excuse. He's because he's, I guess, borderline too high, drugged out. I mean, I don't know. I'm such a square. I, I, early, <laughs> Finally, you admit it. Earlier in now, the I get to give him your advice. All right, you want to be cool, man? You got to get on Tinder. I just, I just want to say that I realized earlier in this question, I called it drug people as uh, people who take drugs. That's how much of a square I am. So you're asking the wrong person. I mean, I don't you know. Also, what's going have you on. ever been to a strip club? Uh, once with you in Las Vegas, and I was very uncomfortable. You went to? Oh my God, that's right. Shit. 
It was uh, not a good time. You know, time. it's so like also like uh, Pat Castles and Jeff Rubin have both like or Jeff Rubin said he's only been to a strip club once and it was with me in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think I've been there to like whenever like my friends are like I've never been to a strip club. I guess it's a life experience I should have. Uh, Jake, take me. Right. That's not a good sign either. <laughs> but it's not like you've been plenty of times, have you? Uh, I guess not plenty. Of, I mean, when I was when I was this kid, when I worked at a candy store in New Haven, I would go to Stage Door Johnny's a lot. I like on 2 a.m. on a Monday. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've been there, buddy. Uh, it, it gets better or worse. It, it's up to you. <laughs> make make the changes, Jake said earlier. So our advice is: if I were you, I wouldn't lie to your parents, even though you clearly can very easily. Um, just tell them. You know what? I did too many drugs. I have a problem. I'm going to get cleaner. You know, sometimes I wish I had a drug problem so that I can do something very clear. The Macklemore, right? And easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish that I had something wrong with me so I could rap my way out of it or something. But yeah, I'm yeah. so perfect, come, I have no oh room to improve. Holy you know? shit. Like, I am a man without flaws, You're and I'm at the top of asshole. the mountain. What do I do You now? just said you were a square. You <laughs> I just started... said five seconds ago that you were too much of a square. Yeah, but how do I improve that? What, I, 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 I act more recklessly? You get no, a drug that's problem. dangerous. That is way too dangerous. That is unbelievable. Holy shit, your mic's peaking. <laughs> your, voice is, your voice is going to an octave that the mic can't sustain. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm going to take things a little more loose from now on. I'm going to wash my glasses every other day. I've decided. And guys, hold me to it. If you see, <laughs> if you see my lenses and it looks like oh my I, they're God. frames without lenses because they're so freaking spotless, call me out. Call me out on the street. <laughs> your teeth are getting, like, your front teeth are getting bigger as you're talking right now. <laughs> uh, all right. Long episode, but it was worth it. What, what's our time right now? We're at uh, 37-ish minutes. Holy shit, we better get out of here. Uh, Ethan, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, hey, thank thanks you. for having me. And you are completely healthy right now, right? Just so everybody doesn't email us and acts very concerned for you. Yes, this is not coming to you from beyond the grave. <laughs> Although that would be an amazing podcast gimmick. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Every week a different dead <laughs> guest. <laughs> if we could have any Even if guest... it's just every week the same dead guest would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, yes, thanks so much for coming on to the show, Ethan. You can read more of Ethan's work at mentalfloss.com or get the magazine. You can even read what I have to say about oysters and avocados. And thanks so much for listening, everyone. Oh, we still are getting, collecting, gathering uh, theme song submissions. The first one was from a guy named Aaron Tian. This one is from someone named Rose Greenberg. Any musicians out there or wannabe musicians or struggling musicians... Well, I guess when I say musicians, I mean struggling musicians. Uh, anybody who successful just... ones are not submitting to our podcast. <laughs> you had a funny idea, which was to start the podcast once with a Daft Punk song. Oh yeah, like <laughs> oh wow. So this uh, this this theme song these oh, fuck me, <laughs> joking. This theme song is uh, Daft Punk and Pharrell. That's kind of neat. <laughs> I guess they're fans of the show. Lock it, dude. If I were you, uh, this one is from Rose Greenberg. And if you're a musician like Rose, like Aaron, like anybody, and want to submit your theme song. Do so at our Gmail, which is if I were you show at gmail.com. And once again, you can listen to the show at if I were you show.com or seize the cheese.com. Later, everybody. If I were you, let me tell you what I would do. I'd make fun of me for all the world to see. Send it to Jake and Amir Because that's the point here If I were you at last The only 
vai 